episode recorded on November 24th. I'm Lee. I'm here. I'm joined by Spencer. Spencer, how are you? Well, how about you, man? Great. BJ. How's it going? And Levi Baxter, Boston's own. How you doing, Levi? Doing, doing great. Doing great. Got all four of us here together. Um, before we get going, and Levi sent the whiskey this week. I'm excited about it. BJ, anything you want to plug or talk about? Um, yeah, so always Megan Reads. Uh, we're doing some fun stuff, a bunch of short stories, and uh, we are almost done with uh, the first book of Harry Potter. So I'm excited to knock that out soon. Give it a give it a grade. How much you personally enjoyed it? Um, C plus. Yeah, all right, hmm. seems truthful. <laughs> <laughs> seems truthful. <laughs> Not- not going to go further than that. Yeah, I like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun going through it with uh, uh, Spencer and your wife. So I'm looking forward. Uh, I think we're going to go into the next one soon. So that'll be fun. And Spencer will find out about all sorts of things that he doesn't know about. All these characters are keeping half the point. Just gets more complicated, Spencer. You have that to it, look forward to. It's not going to get anywhere near uh, Game of Thrones levels, so so you don't have to worry. It's still impressive that you two can have conversations of where it will go on for like a minute or two, and you will not say a single character I've even heard of. So there's apparently a wide world out there still to explore. So we're doing a casual read of Harry Potter. <laughs> First read. Uh, we have Mangum Talks TV, me and Spencer are doing. We have Succession. It's fun. Check it out. Great podcast. Good job by you, Spencer. Okay, Levi, you brought the whiskey. I did, I did. So which one do we try first? Uh, I think we're going to try the one in the black with the black electrical tape. All right. And by the way, Terry, did you get the package of decorative tapes that I sent you? No. Was that in the, was that in the package? No, that was, that was separate. I, I, I sent that actually while you were, were here um, in Boston. We did get that. I thought that was something Sarah ordered. No, no, no. I, <laughs> well, she, I mean, she does like art and crafts and stuff, so not uncommon. I always have to play that game whenever I receive a package of where they'll just be, somebody sent me a spoon or something. I'm like, okay, where did this come from? There's no label. There's no identifying address. Do I call everyone and check? <laughs> um, yeah, so I got that for you because I like your 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 way of demarcating them by by separate pieces scotch of tape is unacceptable <laughs> i mean just straight up i'm done sir have you actually received a single example of something surprising a single that... wooden spoon not that long ago in the mail that you, neither you nor bridget order <laughs> It's my confusion when a single wooden spoon arrived via Amazon in the mail. PJ, was that you? It, it 100% wasn't. I mean, honestly, that's hilarious. Like, and I, so my sense of humor more goes to like more specific things rather than incredibly random. And yeah. now that I've thought about it, like that would be very funny. I, you know, I did consider sending you like 20 pounds of, of kinetic sand. See, that's more my sense of humor because you love making sandcastles. And, and so I, I figured that this would be a way for you to have your own, you know, sandcastle set up that no small children could ruin. No, that package would have to have a hole in it or something upon arrival because that's just how that would go. OK, 
Okay. Spencer, uh, to to go a bit deeper into this the spoon situation, was it like a, just a, a simple soup spoon, silver, or was it like an ornate? It was a wooden spoon, he said. So it was okay. a it was a wooden spoon. Uh, it was a kind of like a slotted spoon to like remove things out of a, a pot of boiling uh, boiling water. Okay. Or, so hmm? technically, I, that's a spoon, right? But that's that's more of like a decorative piece as opposed to just like a single. Um, small spoon that you can use. That would be funny. Away. A single, small, individual serving spoon. <laughs> big, big spoon, about a foot and a half long. I, I actually did never bother to follow up, so I just have a wooden spoon, courtesy of someone. If that person is listening, thank you for the spoon. So there's a chance that Sarah ordered that only because we share an Amazon account, and I send you so much shit, Spencer, that you are my default address. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah on that. Oh my God. So there's a chance that happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Levi, you want to tell us about the whiskey? Yes. Yeah, so this whiskey is a, um, it's by Noah's, Noah's Mill. Um, it is a Kentucky bourbon, handcrafted with extraordinary character and smoothness, not found among younger whiskeys. Um, no, it's just a, a sort of Random whiskey I picked up in, in the liquor store here in, in beautiful Massachusetts. And by the way, um, for the listeners at home, uh, people are going to laugh now because I'm drinking out of the bottle. Um, <laughs> Damn. Yes. Uh, can we Amazon use some cups? Would that help? Well, you see, I'm, I'm in the sort of basement um, game room of my girlfriend's family because we're over here. Um, and so I'm sort of tucked away. I don't want to grab a single glass and bring it up and smell like whiskey. Um, I would I think love day them to like pop in after the room while you're taking a swig. And just like, um, it's about Levi. Like, uh, I mean, it, now it's before noon. Day. He's drinking out of the bottle. Now, in fairness, uh, her parents do know that I have a whiskey podcast, um, which they are endlessly fascinated by. Um, and like, I, I don't understand what happens. Do you do you just drink whiskey? Like, yep, pretty, pretty much it. Yeah, the gist of it. Whiskey and talk. I mean, I okay. feel like there's a very straightforward way of them having a better understanding of what happens with the whiskey podcast. It is a consumable piece of media. I am not. <laughs> I'm not promoting this to uh, my in-laws, basically. Ooh, in-laws, basically. I mean, your bosses know about this damn thing now, so I'm on the other end of the spectrum there. My team knows about it, but they don't give a shit. That's I thought they'd care, but they're just like, oh, okay. Great. <laughs> no, I'm going to check that out. <laughs> Is, uh, do, do they say, okay, Terry, like, like somebody would say, okay, Boomer? Uh, no, no, they don't. They, it's not sarcastic. It's just ambivalence. Well, see, CBJ, I see what you're going for there, but you're forgetting the fact that Terry's a fun boss. So <laughs> I wouldn't be sarcastic <laughs> with him. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, the whiskey. I like it. You like, I like it? it a lot. Yeah, this is actually really good. Very smooth. So just FYI, um, for your consumption, both of the whiskeys today um, are overproof. This one is 114 proof. So it's a little bit above. Um, I, I realized that when I had, uh, I got a cut in my mouth. 
at uh, he's now burning. The wooden spoon. <laughs> no, not from the wooden spoon. The next one is sixty-four percent. So um, take it easy, Spencer. You know, I'm still enjoying it, but it's an excellent flavor. That proof, it is really drinkable to me. It is endlessly uh, drinkable, and that that was the part that when I, I purchased it and tried it um, to to start with, I was like, "This is overproof. It's gonna be, be a little rough." Um, no, I mean. There are notes of roughness there, but it's not overwhelming um, like most overproof alcohol typically is. I was going to say this actually kind of reminds me of um, years before it came as as hilariously popular as it is. I had gotten a bottle of George T. Stag that is usually proofed at the upper 60s to lower 70s. And I mean, it has a kick, but but it doesn't doesn't do painful things to you and and so this is this is more of that you know it still has that kick but it is smooth enough to to reasonably drink question for you guys because this is just a very classic flavor to me but what adjectives would you use to describe this because i was still i always still struggle to um put words to the page to talk about this kind of thing personally oh, yeah. used like like i said a cherry um smell to it because it has that sort of subtle subtle sweetness but not not sort of saccharine sweetness i taste maple <laughs> it, it's at some point you drinking from the bottle is not going to be funny and i have no yeah. idea when that point is going to be but it has not gotten there yet um <laughs> i actually find it quite spicy in the middle like a yes absolutely like a cinnamon i mean not like the flavor of cinnamon per se but like the spice of cinnamon um it's the taste of christmas yeah this is a much this would be this would make like the best eggnog ever that's a good call it is spicy uh, for me it's more in the back end i don't i don't get that spice initially and so that's my initial flavor is like the like maple or cherry like we was talking about i get a really rich flavor um almost like an undercurrent of sweetness it's just for me delightful. This is such a wonderful sipping whiskey. Uh, that yeah. It, I, what was the name of this one again, Lee Fox? I want to I want to write this one down. Uh, Noah's Mill. That was Mill. Not Wait, Spencer, you're you're sort of telling your hand because I mean maybe I'm the only one, but I imagine Terry does this and, and BJ does as well. So you're probably left out. Um, so Terry and, and BJ, do you also keep a list of all the whiskeys that we've tried so we make sure we don't duplicate things? Actually, I have a master list, but every podcast that we release. On the, in the notes of the podcast, we'll say what whiskey we drink. Yep, and that's where I copy it from often when when I don't want to necessarily re-listen to the podcast just for that one piece of information. So, it, I guess it makes so much sense now why this is so good and why you've done so well. Like, well, maybe not why you've done so well, but like why why this has like gone as well um, as a previous one because it's also from Willet. Yes. So. Um, and I was actually going to remark that the uh, label of the the bourbon actually kind of reminded me a little bit of the um, of the last wallet that you sent out. Mm -hmm. um, and and yeah, it is very reminiscent. This this might be another uh, a purchase afterwards because I definitely did get that uh, wallet rye. Um, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I've not been able to find that in in um, the main uh, liquor store that I go to. Um, I've asked them about it. They said they don't they don't have it just yet. Although, um, by the way, when I went to to purchase some whiskey, um, he saw me buy a couple of things, and uh, 
he was like, well, we just got this, this in. Um, and the whiskey he was trying to upsell me was like $600. Which is like, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ guy. Not gonna happen. Um, what whiskey though? Do you remember? Um, God, uh, forget the name of it. Um, it's a, there's some space on it, but there's, there's a sort of a brand that's in all the stores over here. It's something pig. Um, whistle pig, whistle pig, but it's one of their sort of like, um, select, um, yeah. whatever. So it was in like a big special box. Um, and, and those, the, the on the shelf special versions of those are, are in the $400 range, 400 to $500 range. Um, so I, I was like, I know that's like four, four or five hundred. So how much is this? It's <laughs> like, well, it's a little bit more. I was like, okay, buddy. <laughs> um, I mean, so one of the things that I, I was frustrated about Whistle Pig is I feel like it's a very good introductory whiskey, but I've never liked it that much. And so I, I have trouble even in the like hundred-ish dollar range getting something where there's another version from that distillery that I don't particularly like and justifying like, okay, I'm sure it's better, but is it better enough? Mm -hmm. I've always thought whistle pig is a pretty bland whiskey. It doesn't really stand out to me. Yeah. And, and so I, um, <laughs> I actually have tasting notes of it somewhere, um, which probably, which when I was tasting it with a, another friend, we, we very much agreed that Whistle Pig is probably a really good introductory whiskey to people because it is it is very mild. It's kind of bland. And, and then there are versions that are peated and things like that. And they're like a baby steps to to a more serious. Uh, more serious uh, entries into into any given whiskey uh, area. Yep, agreed. Very good, Levi. I'm impressed right, guys do we want to we're only going to do one episode today we're not going to record in two parts so we're going to try the second whiskey later on but do we want to hit um any on-brand stories you guys have for the for the week i don't mind going um are we so um i forgot who i i swear i mentioned to, to one of you guys but so um for many years, I've I've worn a watch. I've got this old um, Timex uh, Weekender watch that I've I've had for three four years. It's like a thirty dollar watch. Um, I recently dropped it in such a way that it's entirely broken it, um, and so currently my the timepiece on my hand says that it's three ten, um, which is fantastic. But in any case, um, my watch broke, so I needed to get a new watch. And Spencer, this is something that you would never ever ever do. Um, but I. Went, went and researching watches. Um, the watches that I'm targeting are in probably in the $300 range. Um, and I have probably 100 tabs open in Chrome across three different browser instances uh, doing research on, on various watches. Um, so this is a, a, an expense that you would never in your wildest dreams spend. Um, you would never spend a couple hundred. Given I'm wearing a Fitbit I got from Costco, I think that answers that question. Yeah, you just... I swear the best gift to give you would be a Rolex because you'd be so confused by it. You're just like, I, why? I don't know. No, no, no. Smart watch. Like a, an expensive Garmin, you know, one of the a GPS like runner's watch. He would definitely use that more, but I'm, I'm talking about in terms of just like him being, he, he would use that more than a Rolex. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Because a Rolex, like it, it's, the watch like you can functionally use it 
like a a fancy gps like tells your location like your your step like all of those things i feel like he would look at it for like a week read the manual cover to cover and then just be like i don't know how to pair this with my iphone 4. <laughs> uh, he, he definitely would be also, confused by it but so he, many tabs of chrome open levi oh my god it's fantastic. Um, I'm doing d deep research. I actually went um, for a walk to a bougie shopping center uh, in Austin <laughs> uh, because they that company had the the make of watch that I was interested in, um, which is Hamilton. Um, and I went in there. And by the way, uh, I'm walking past Gucci, uh, Prada, um, Louis Vuitton stores, and I go into go into the store. And Jesus Christ, they have nothing there that I could ever, I would ever remotely buy. So like the base model is two thousand dollars. I'm like, this is not possible. Um, so let me go on, quickly. Um, I'd like to point out something that just happened that I really appreciate about you guys. Levi and BJ just got in a back and forth on what Spencer would do with Spencer on the call. <laughs> <laughs> we never asked Spencer what he would actually do. We just kind of talked back and forth about it. I love it. I, and I, I have an apropos story uh, considering a Rolex my dad owns that uh, we talked about before about where that will go after um, thereafter. So it's actually, well, funny that you bring up Rolex as well. So my stepfather has at least one Rolex, if not multiple, and he hates them. And he wears like a cheap timex regularly and i don't remember exactly why he hates it i think it's just like it keeps him okay but like getting batteries installed and stuff like that is expensive or whatever it is i'll have to ask him but i actually have a segment that that i want to uh discuss afterwards that is very um spencer as you say apropos talking about spencer while he's on the call so so levi um wh where are you ending up with uh your watch search well, I've I've purchased the sort of cheaper Seiko um, from Amazon so that I can get something quickly, um, and then I'm going to long term search for a, a sort of up upscale or uh, replacement so I can have something that actually I can wear to to business events and and, and be appropriate. Um, so the other side of this that I really like is you are still wearing a broken watch. Oh yeah, it. I, it I've worn this watch for like so many years that it just feels natural <laughs> in my my hand. Um, I, so I it wouldn't be it complete. <laughs> Um, it just, I, I feel very naked, um, when, when not having a watch on, on my wrist. Um, and I, I do have a Fitbit. I just, it doesn't give that same, that same feel. Um, yeah, Levi, I'm right there with you. I had a, 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 I actually don't remember what kind of watch it is, but I still have it. Of, I had a Swiss watch that I wore throughout the entire time I was with you guys and for years afterwards, and it eventually broke. And then I still felt obliged to keep wearing it just because my wrist felt weird without having it on. It just become part of my regular attire. But yes, this is a, a, a sort of frivolous thing that I'm I'm somewhat into. That Spencer, I, I can't imagine you ever really to term opinions on watches. To the point that where my dad has a, a Rolex from his from his dad that uh, he's joked about giving to me, but included a little tagline of "I'd love to be there when you lose it." <laughs> it's just like he's fully acknowledging that this is a very nice Rolex watch that is just not you. And I probably should give to your brother-in-law, but you're going to get it. And we'll see what happens with that. I'll tell you what I don't like about Rolexes. Like an invitation to get robbed. Yeah. That, like, I don't, I don't want to walk around with something, a couple thousand dollars on my arm. Well, the thing is, is that you don't, I mean, don't buy the, the gaudy ones, right? I mean, buy one that is, that is reasonable. Um, it's just well-made and, and by the way, BJ, it's, it's very clear. Your dad's had these Rolexes for a while, right? Because, sort of modern watches they've 
they've sort of adopted a, a terminology called automatic. Um, oh yeah, no, they're probably from like the fifties. If yeah, well, explain what automatic is. I mean, automatic watches basically um, take the 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 movement from your arm when you move the watch and, and basically recharge the watch. So you don't, you don't need batteries, um, which is quite nice. Um, Slick. My dad's Rolex is old enough. You have to regularly wind it. Otherwise it yeah. will go out of time. All right. That's a good one. Levi's going to get a watch that Spencer would never buy. <laughs> Very happy with my Fitbit right now. Thank you. I can go next. Good. So, um, a big Star Wars fan, and Disney Plus just recently started streaming the a series called The Mandalorian, which is a live action, I think ten episode first season uh, that gets released on a week by week basis uh, about a bounty hunter, uh, very similar to Boba Fett. So if you you know Boba Fett, kind of like that, and it's like their attempt at like a spaghetti western for Star Wars. In it very first episode so spoilers if you haven't watched it um the mandalorian although, say what although you probably have seen a meme based on on what you're about to talk about um on the internet it's it's everywhere i've not watched it but i know exactly what you're referring to exactly the mandalorian goes for a bounty it's a 50 year old all he knows is a 50 year old we find out it's a creature the same species as yoda and it, 50 years old for that species is like an infant like he's a baby um baby, baby yoda well, that this is my own brand because I was on Reddit and people kept calling this thing Baby Yoda. And so I'm on Reddit like at like 11 o'clock at night, like it can't be Yoda. Yoda's already dead. Like it's got to be a different species. And I don't, we don't even know if they're gendered and it can't be Yaddle because that was in episode one and Yaddle's dead. And then a couple of days later, um, I just fell apart and just started calling it Baby Yoda. <laughs> 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 my, my tendency to flip-flop was hard. I had this initial really strong reaction that we need to be very clear that this can't be Baby Yoda in the canon. And then I don't know what flipped at me, but I was like, you know what? I don't know. Kind of kind of catchy. I'll call it Baby Yoda. It's very <laughs> catchy. I, I've not watched it, and I don't have a particular like like belief that it is Yoda, but it's Baby Yoda. That's that's what it is until it has a name. I know. I just rolled over. But yeah, it's it's The Mandalorian is really good, though. Um, and the, the episodes are super consumable. It's like 30, 40 minutes. That's it. Um, again, they're like a Western, great music, a lot of action. So highly recommend it. You always have that response to, to, to these kind of things. Like when we saw The Last Jedi and we were driving the car the way back home and you, I mentioned that, ah, you know, I thought I had some problems and you just straight attacked me for like 15 minutes in the car. I did. Right. And then like a month later, you called me up and said, yeah, it had some problems. Just like you've got that natural evolution that you go through. Well, well when I love a franchise, right? Like I did this with, with uh, the most famously with season eight of Game of Thrones. My first reaction is to vouch for it. No, it's good. It's good. Don't hate on it. And then like later on, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I mean, fucking Drogon just burning down the fucking <laughs> Iron Throne for no reason was kind of hokey. <laughs> I just love the fact that we're reaction tip. And yours is full love. It's full. Got to, got to support it. It's great franchise. It's great, great universe. I love it all. I love love mythology. It's great. It's great. It's great. Um, and and we're just just wearing you down. Um, but it, it's really an internal process in your head where you just reflect and say, you know what, actually, makes sense. I think we also just sort of come together like at a midpoint. 
where where some of us are just like we're going to be down on it and then like eventually it's like there are lots of problems with it but it was still pretty good and you start out with like it's great it's great it's great and then there you're like it's still pretty good but it did have some problems i get there eventually but i am kind of like a con geek i guess in my heart because my first reaction is we should all be supporting this we should all be loving it it's flawless uh, and then between <laughs> Doug or Spencer or maybe Levi, I eventually come around the bend. Well, I mean, the yeah, that's fine. Baby Yoda. I mean, the thing is, is that we're like, our hatred comes from a place of love, right? Like you don't see us sort of railing about um, some, some reality TV show, right? Like, so it, it comes from love, but I understand like your sort of politician vein of like, you want to make sure, make sure you have this sort of positive momentum going out of it. Um, as opposed to us, it's like, yeah, we, we've got positive positivity back there. Uh, now it's time to gripe about stuff. It is kind of like a politician-y thing, isn't it? I never thought of it that way. Because, like, I, I do the same thing where I'm like, yo, Mandalorian's perfect or season eight was great. And then I'm like, look, you can win with 0% black vote in South Carolina. Pete has a chance. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's been a long talk we've had. <laughs> okay, BJ Spencer. Um, I have a, like, I, I, I was struggling to come up with something that was, I feel like particularly good for on brand, but, but the only thing that I have is something that happened to me. And I feel like my reaction is kind of on brand. Um, so, um, on Thursday, um, I think it was, I, I went out to the car in the morning to go to the gym and like, i it's fairly early in the morning and it's kind of dark out. And so I open my door and I see that there are like some papers out. And I was like, I don't remember leaving that. And like, I pay a little bit more, like I, I then look around a little bit more cause I don't really pay that much attention early in the morning and a Spencer-ish with me. Um, but like papers are just completely strewn about in my car. And so like I, it, I realized that somebody broke into my car essentially and, and, and ransacked it and, and um so it's like ah oh, shit like i just need to like figure out what they took like if i need there's anything in particular that i need to do like i can't go to the gym so um i basically started like going through like the papers that they had out and like putting stuff back and seeing what they took and um basically i had some cash that i kept in my armrest or whatever like as an emergency thing um and they had taken that and basically nothing else and and so it was a plus that like i was kind of happy that like all the papers were still in the car and i could just like put stuff back like it wasn't outside of the car and they didn't make a mess like they ended up taking a knife and they didn't like cut up my seats or anything they were like reasonably like if they're gonna steal like they, they didn't do anything that like significantly really impacted my life um but there were two aspects of this that I thought that one was like worrying initially. And, and so like, I didn't see my registration, um, but it had turned out that like I'd taken my registration with a sticker into work so I could clean off my um, license plate with some ethanol. Um, so it's still there. So that was fine. But then the other thing was, so I had some, some cash and some change like for meters and stuff, in my armrest, and they didn't take a lot of the change. And that just like pissed me off. It's like, really? You're gonna like steal my shit and then be choosy about it? Like what's what's in this decision? Like there, there's still like loads of quarters in there. 
Um, and then the other really funny thing is um, they went through like a lot of other stuff. Like I have some things that are in like the door pocket of my car. One of the things is I have um, some CDs of Beethoven symphonies. And I can just clearly see them like seeing like a bunch of CDs or something like that. It's like, oh, maybe I can sell it. Taking a look at it and be like, no, why the fuck does this person have this shit in their car? Tossing it down and then like leaving. What stands out to me in that story is that they probably thought they broke into the car of a 70 year old man. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> yes, BJ, you describe your car as though you are the 65 year old uh, research scientist in an action movie who's like, she's <laughs> got paper strewn around everywhere, you know, cluttered, but actually ends up sort of making a major breakthrough that, that advances the plot so that some kick-ass younger 20-year-old uh, can go kick someone's ass. Starring um, in National Treasure 5. <laughs> imagine you, like, being just a, a grumpy scientist in a, in a movie at that point. I mean, I'll keep her in your car. It's <laughs> a good question. Are, are you printing out journal articles? So no, so the the papers that so I well there were a couple journal articles, but other than that, like I so they went through my glove compartment and I just have like um basically the oil changes and like stuff that was done in my car. Like I don't know why I do that because that is not a functionally useful thing. I just remember hearing it from like a parent at some point of like having a record of the work that was done on your car. And it's something that I'm pretty sure at least one of my parents did for a while and like no one is ever going to care that like i have a good oil change record and i can show them like the wheel alignments and and all the shit that i've done on my like tire replacements or whatever if i ever actually sell my car it's completely useless and i 100 percent know that but it still went back in my glove box interesting you call that your papers uh, because yeah, I do the same thing. Um, I, I keep a record of every, everything that's done in the car, just so I can remember, because I, I, I would have no memory. Like, if you asked me the last time I got, um, you know, some shot, like I got a um, tetanus shot, I have absolutely no earthly idea. Um, so I, I try to keep all of those things stored away, so if I have to refer to them later, I can at least muster an answer at some point some iteration of this but i do i just keep documentation of the last time x happened okay i just have the last time an oil change was done not all the previous ones yeah that makes sense that's probably awesome. a smarter way of doing it i was also kind of amused and a little frustrated that like so my car has like a little um container for the manuals that I leave in the glove box and they like upended that like they were going to find something else in there and it was just like they're car manuals, like, really? Just, like, whatever. Well, if you're hiding money in armrests, come on now. Like, you, you invited that on yourself. I mean, it's essentially, like, out in the open. It's it's not like it, it was hidden. It was just, like, there. So it's just, like, going through, like... Where were you hiding this money? Yeah, answer that question. It was just in the... Like, it's not hidden. It was just, like, in the armrest. So you mean, like, the, the, the door armrest where there's, there's that little sort of nook where you could put your hand... Like, where are you placing? So, so there's an so in my car there's an armrest between the driver and the passenger side that you could that has like a storage area when you like pull 
pull the top. Oh, open. oh, that thing. Oh, yeah, the center console that that also serves as an armrest. Okay, that makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. So, so I guess okay. I consider the center console because there's like the cup holders, and then there's like a a thing a little bit forward. So, yeah, the center console that has an armrest that like opens up and has storage space. Oh, yeah, yeah. There okay. was there was some cash and change in there. I don't know like what other people would keep in there. Like I had like a screwdriver, a knife, uh, and actually a, a mug from a bar mug night that from Illinois that I haven't taken out because I don't know why. Um, you, yeah. Maybe you covered this. I had to step away for a second. How did they get in your car? I mean, so my car does lock automatically and I usually lock my car, but like they didn't physically break anything. So that was the other thing that I was just like, you know, it's fine. Um, and so anyway, so it was just like, a, it amuses me and, and it was just, and, and sort of everything about like, just not taking all of the cash in there just bothers me for some reason. I'm sorry, so this, this could be a good segment. So Levi and Spencer, and I'll do it too. What are some things that you keep in your car that you think most other people don't? And I'll go first. My center console is just fire sauce from Taco Bell. Packets <laughs> of it. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Very few people have that sort of arrangement. Um, Levi, you keep your car crisp. So that answer might be no or nothing. Yeah, I, it's, there's nothing unique there. I mean, my center console. At, at, there actually is more space, so I've got a little little place to put the coins, uh, as VJ refers to them. I don't keep them for parking per se, but I just throw them there, right? You know, if you're you're get got change in your pocket, just throw it there. Um, and so, I, so I collect it there. I I do have a um twenty dollars in like a ten, five, and five five ones just for petty cash if something comes up. Um, I've got um a flashlight and spare sunglasses. Like I've I got like very generic things in my car. It's very uninteresting. I also don't drive my car, so it's less interesting now that I moved to Boston. Spencer? Uh, I've got options. Oh, I know you do, buddy. <laughs> here we go. Let's see here. I have a uh, spare undershirt. I do. Actually, I have a spare undershirt in my car. Yes, we'll start, we can start there. Yes. Uh, I've got a old-style GPS uh, that is sitting at the bottom of my center console, like the ones that you actually physically bought and would plug in, that I've not used in probably car since 2008. I've probably not used it since 2010, but it's still there. I presently have seven Nerf guns. They're sitting in the back seat. In the back seat? <laughs> yeah. I've got a Costco cup. Like one little, if you guys go to Costco, you can buy this when you buy a hot dog, just like little soda cups, that is stuffed full of all the receipts that I've gotten for like the last month and a half. I've currently got two of those that are just full of receipts that are sitting in the cup holders. Two questions. So if you were stopped by a, a, a cop and they asked you if you had any weapons in the car, would you tell them about the Nerf guns? And yes, probably. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my and the God. second That's question. Right. This is going to get shot. <laughs> um, I mean, he does have kind of dark skin. So, and the second question is, what are you going to do with those cups full of receipts? The receipts weren't originally in there. They were filling that, that you know, that little space below the radio. There's often just a gap of where you yep. put objects if you want. Presently, I've just been stuffing all the receipts that I get in there. 
because Bridget likes me to keep receipts, but I'm too lazy to occasionally bring them inside. And that was starting to overflow, so then I just started moving them into cups. And so I will eventually move those cups as handy storage devices inside to put into Bridget's storage system. Okay, uh, so you've, you've, talked before, where they are. you've talked before about keeping these receipts. Yes. So I, I work for a federal contractor. And so if you have a federal contract, you need to keep supporting documentation for all expenditures out of that contract for a period of three years after the end of your contract. My question for you is, does Bridget have some sort of timetable where she doesn't care about the receipts? She, she basically disposes them after I, I'll have to double check the exact period, it's either three or five years. You've got receipts from five years ago? What the fuck? Well, she does of mine, sure. Spencer, um, longer than federal contracts. <laughs> what year did you get married? Was it 14? Yeah. Uh, no, 15. Okay. So there is a purchase that you made, Spencer, at Walgreens um, in North Carolina where you bought me some chapstick. Can you dig up that receipt? Because <laughs> PJ's going to audit you. <laughs> uh, like, actually, no, because of, I'm pretty sure that, I don't know why I know this, that I bought that on my personal credit card and I don't save those receipts. So, no, I'm afraid. Hold, hold up. Personal Hold credit up. card, side <laughs> chick. What? <laughs> we have a joint credit card. I save all the receipts for those because it's you know effectively her receipts too. And then I've got my personal credit card that I almost universally use and I'm up with you guys just out of habit. Uh, and then I don't save the receipts for those. So Spencer, is this like a like is like a like a Joe Rogan like libertarian like doesn't trust the banking system because the bank keeps a record of all this stuff. It's a it's a certain mix of that and also a conditioned keeping records in case of audit kind of thing. So a mix between those two. Spencer, do you know anyone who's ever gotten audited? Your parents? Uh, no, not a person. What said audit entails? <laughs> do I, I have no real concept of what is involved in a IRS audit. No. Okay. All right. Because that seems relevant. <laughs> <laughs> But I could, I could totally go on with more things that are in my car that nobody else has, but I think that's a representative sample right now. So I feel like the most germane thing to this um, podcast is um, I still have um, a my whiskey journals. So there is a, a whiskey uh, bar essentially in uh, Champaign, Illinois called Seven Saints, where on Wednesdays they would have whiskey uh, Wednesday and they they had these passport journal things where you would try a whiskey, you would write down the whiskey and basically you'd fill it up, you'd get stamps and whatever. And, and as you filled these up, they gave you like t-shirts and bullshit like that. But it was mostly a place to keep notes on, on whiskey tasting. And I still have those in in the uh, center console armrest of of my car. I feel like that would be there are probably a couple of people in Champaign, Illinois, that have that, but probably no one else has whiskey tasting notes in their uh, armrest. I just feel like BJ, you you're gonna pass one day, and they'll just like have a anthology of all of your whiskey notes that were like found <laughs> in the attic somewhere, <laughs> like a sixty year period. <laughs> I do hope, BJ, you become a famous enough person that we can donate your letters, your correspondence on your whiskey journals to, to a library so we can go to the, you know, University of Kentucky at wherever the fuck uh, and <laughs> and view your tasting notes of whiskey. 
I think Spencer's going to be a Supreme Court justice, and then we can submit all of his receipts. <laughs> uh, but I, I think this podcast precludes him from being a Supreme Court justice, but that's yeah, neither here nor there because he goes so blue. God, it's oh, fine. It's fine. He'll be a Clarence Thomas and a future court. It's fine. Beer. Beer's good. Beer. Um, okay, cool. Well, I think we hit the on-brand segment. Um, Spencer, do you have one? or I, I do. Um, I don't have really like a long one, so I wrote down four. Uh, do you guys want to pick? No, it's one all four. All four. I feel like this is the, the part of the on-brand right here. <laughs> I didn't think of like a, like a long story, so I just wrote down various notes of things that happened during the week that are in my notes listed as dry cleaning rebel, nerf guns and the partner, peanut butter suffering for $10, and the burn spoon. Uh, any preferences where I start? Or maybe you guys want to pick two? Or how do you guys want to Entire menu, sir. Start, start, start from the top and go, go to the bottom. Okay. <laughs> None of these were that big, but... Um, I, as you guys know, I don't do a lot of things that are involved in either personal maintenance or things that are around me kind of maintenance on a regular basis that can lead to certain issues. Uh, we mentioned that I hate getting haircuts, um, and that could lead to me not getting a haircut for last time was three and a half months. And so you guys would have had a good amount of fun laughing at how long my hair got or it was starting to actually get into the realm of long hair. Um, I also don't like going to do my dry cleaning. And so I will just go through every item of work attire that I have before I then go to the, the store with like four or five ba massive bags of dry cleaning to bring to them. Uh, these things compiled together to convince a senior partner that I was the office rebel in the sense that uh, this is also related to, I don't, you guys know that I don't check emails as much as I should, uh, particularly if they're not like an obvious, this is a work email I've got to respond to. If they look purely administrative, I just move them to a back folder and look at them every now and then. So there was an indicating that there was going to be a client event at our office uh, with partners there and whatever else. And it didn't have the subject line that convinced me it was something I needed to look at right away. So I just kind of folded it and forgot about it. <laughs> you are such a fucking God. Such, you, an, such an album of just to, to, to parse based on the subject, not even like scan over the first couple sentences of the body, but just the subject seems eh, it's bullshit. Uh, so at a real, a, a, an event recently was happening at our office where partners were flying from different offices and clients were coming. I not only didn't dress up, I, I came in with jeans because I had no other dry cleaning. So I just thought I was going to wear jeans that day and uh, had not had a haircut for three and a half months. So it's me in jeans with, I think I don't even think I was wearing a button down. It was just a collared shirt with my hair long enough that it's almost reaching my collar. And just me among everybody else in just full courtroom dress and me looking like that and i don't know what several of the partners said to my senior boss but there's a rumor going down that they're now viewing me as okay this is the rebel you have in your office uh this is the one that's not submitting to authority so it's in came out of that, that the what? best possible way i can imagine it, it, there wasn't, I, I mean i quickly realized okay this i'll go you know shelter myself in my office because i Totally didn't make a note that this was happening. Uh, but yeah, it could have been worse, uh, but apparently that's just now a bit of a thing. But it's entirely a result of not active decision-making on my part as it would ever be, but just a certain lack of attention to detail on like four or five different fronts. Something that jumps out here for me. 
the difference between a revenue generator and not. So Spencer makes money for the company. So he just fucking fucks off with the administrative emails and wears jeans every <laughs> once in a while and doesn't cut his hair. If I did half that shit, I'd be out. <laughs> so Spencer, um, you, you know, your old nickname was Spencer Pants. Now, now your new nickname is going to be Rebel Without a Receipt. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That on a t-shirt. I felt like that was rather on brand. That's from a little bit of a while ago. That's, that's several events compiling together, but it was you know coming to a head relatively recently. So Spencer, uh, I'm I'm curious there. What went through your mind as you as you opened the door to enter your office? I, the, I mean, I, I usually get there before everybody else does. So first, it was just that okay, I'm, nobody else is here. I'll turn the lights. I was working, and I came out later and realized, oh, oh, I guess everybody's got kind of hearings today because everyone's really dressing up. Um, <laughs> And it was like people I did. then I went out to get a cup of coffee and I was just talking with the secretary seeing how her day was and lots of people I didn't know started walking past me. It was like, huh. Well, some of these are attorneys, some of them obviously aren't. You know, maybe I should check about what's going on. And I went and talked to another secretary. He's like, Yeah, there's a partner event. You know, you've got like three emails about it. It's like, Oh, okay. This is a thing now. I don't have a change, so what do I do? And that yeah, the day spiraled from there. Did it ever cross your mind to remedy that situation and, and go purchase a suit? No, never. <laughs> that, the, about. the idea was either to, to either go home or see whether I had a blazer in my car. Those are the ideas that crossed my head. Costco's too far away from his work. <laughs> What's your next one, Spencer? That was good. Uh, man, I got a few. Uh, Nerf guns and the partner. You guys want to do that one next? Mm -hmm. uh, as I mentioned, I presently have seven Nerf guns in my back seat. Uh, which is more than usual. And I, every now and then I've got hearings of trials that I need to go to, and I will, and occasionally the partner will fly and whatever else, and so they don't have their own car. So oh, Spencer, for some, for some god awful reason, my brain went, you were referring to your girlfriend as partner. This is work related. <laughs> I like it much better. And this is a minor one, but it was just that I had to drive said senior attorney to the trial that we were going to both going to do. And you guys know my car. I mean, you, you guys have seen my car. I've not. My car is a, a 2007 Honda Civic that I got in 2008. And it's starting to show some wear and tear. And also the interior is not necessarily the best maintained by me in terms of like the various objects I just described. So it's often a bit of a conversation of whenever I'm driving somebody else, like, you know, sorry, I'll clear out the seat for you. Um, but this time I just had to then explain to the partner why I had seven Nerf guns in the back seat as I was driving him to a hearing. <laughs> and it was an open debate in my mind of where, do I acknowledge them at all? Do I just, you know, sit into the car and drive him without describing these? Or do I try to invent a story for why there are seven Nerf guns in the back seat? Uh, can you guys bet which of those options I went with? Ignored it. 100% he told, he told them why. You told the truth, even though you should have lied. Levi's got the best accurate summary of that situation. So I explained that I had a, one of Bridget's nephews was in town and he's like four, which is ideal Nerf gun age. And so I just loaded up all of my Nerf guns in the back seat to drive to where he was so that he could have a fun Nerf gun day. And that was like a month ago and I just never bothered to pull the Nerf guns out of my back seat. Cause yeah, you Nerf guns. You, uh, you told him it was a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. I went, I went full detail. Spencer. Do you, do you wonder sometimes why you're not partner? Well, now I am. 
got Nerf guns in his car in 2007 Honda <laughs> Civic with jeans on. Oh, fucking... man, Levi. I wore a full suit Mills. today. I was going to trial. Even even I meet certain standards of decorum. <laughs> uh, for the for the courthouses you park at, I, I've never been to a courthouse in this this sort of like, manner. Well, I, I've been, um, but not like as an adult. Anyway, um, moving on. Uh, no, what? Uh, moving on. Um, do you have to like go through like? Is you bringing Nerf guns into the parking near the courthouse? Is that a problem, or is it doesn't matter? No. It's like it's like city parking. No, there is typically a court. At least where I, the courthouse I've been to, there's typically a courthouse parking deck where typically the jurors are directed to go, but it's not directly connected to the building. It's a separate standalone structure, and so there's no security you have to go through when you park in that. I did at one point. I just remember this. This is more than you know the last period, but I did at one point have to return a Nerf gun to my car that somehow ended up in my work bag, of where they. Content allow me to bring that into the courthouse, um, but otherwise, no. You, there's typically um, I don't even park in the jury in the jury park uh, courthouse uh, jury parking deck. I'll just park in a separate lot that's nearby and walk over. So there's no issue with security there. And you also just told us that there's no security on the juror uh, parking deck. Thank you. No, no, no. You okay, so so Levi is hundred percent like pacing. <laughs> You can't right walk, now. You can't walk directly from the juror parking deck into the courthouse without going through security. There's not security to get into the parking deck. Levi just wants to intimidate some jurors. Like that. That's, I, that's all this is. I, Bernard, I do not want to do that. I, I do not want. To <laughs> it's do just a consequence of like what happens in the life. It's not like a desire. But I will say that it doesn't sound like there's proper security for the the jurors that are defined, deciding the fate of people. Um, they they, pre they press the button to get their ticket, and then they don't get the security until they walk across the separate kind of little skyline crossover across the street to then get into the courthouse. Before that, it's just a parking deck. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my Nerf guns and the partner. I really got, I've got two more, but do you guys really want me to go through all of these? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, BJ knows this one, but peanut butter suffering for $10. You want to start that one, BJ? Um, yeah, so... So this is this is a, an on brand, I guess, for both of us because oh I I was overestimating Spencer' desire for pain and willingness to just do things for small amounts of money. Um, and so we typically drink something um, of of the uh, potent potables nature on on many of our podcasts, and so um, we were doing a uh, Mangum Reads. And um, we were talking about our drinks briefly because uh, Lee's, Lee's wife, Sarah, does, she makes cocktails for uh, fairly often for, for the stories that we read that are, that are beautiful and sometimes taste good um, and, and really puts an effort. And I usually have like some whiskey or some wine and, and Spencer just sort of reaches out his hand and, and gets whatever sort of happens to be lying around in the spare bedroom. Um, and uh, before we started recording, I told Spencer that I'd give him $10 if he finished the peanut butter whiskey that we had on a previous episode of this podcast. Um, if there was at least like an ounce or two in it or something like that, like if it was just like the, the whiff at the bottom. I, anyway, and he agreed almost before the words were out of my mouth. Um, and and he was excited to do this for ten dollars, and so clearly I overpaid, probably by a lot. And so this is just like a an on brand for me. Like I don't, 
I, I did not gauge the value um, of this proposition appropriately. So as you guys remember, you, I presume you guys remember the, uh, what was it even? It was, it was kind of like a whiskey and Screwball. peanut butter liqueur. <laughs> Almost untouched on BJ's desk, apparently. Screwball peanut butter whiskey. Uh, it was vile. It reminded me of just somebody taking a whole jar of peanut butter, liquefied it, and then burned it, and then put it in a bottle. Uh, and so I had a substantial portion of that left, because I drank a little bit, and then... Oddly, the next two people that I know that had tried it enjoyed it, but still didn't drink that much. So there was about a solid third of a bottle left, if not more. And so BJ offered this, and I didn't even think about it. Just like BJ said $10, and I said done before I even processed what exactly he'd asked me to do. Uh, and this is both on brand. A, I agreed to it, and B, BJ, I think I lost because there's still about half an ounce left at the bottom of the bottle. So... I both agreed and then didn't fully follow through. So both of those are pretty much on brand for me, I think. That is insane. That stuff was terrible. It was That's very bad. By the way, I- The only brand of it, by the way. There, there are multiple brands, so, so we can go deep there. Yeah, I mean, we could. So Spencer, before we get to your next story, let's go ahead and try the next whiskey. Call. This is taking a bit of time. Sorry, guys. Oh, well, these are good, Spencer. Uh, I, I'd, I'd rather be nowhere else on the earth uh, than, than right here, right now. Spencer. <laughs> um, I expected you guys to pick one of these four. I didn't think the, all the, of them. The other thing about Screwball, which I thought was really funny, is um, my my reaction to it. Um, and I, I can't remember if it was you, Levi, or Spencer that was surprised that I still had it. Um, and it was a 100% I'm going to make my girlfriend try it because it's so gross. Um, and I was I mentioned surprised that Levi didn't do the same because he said he immediately dumped it. But his response was, no, I made mine. She smelled it first before she was completely unwilling to try it. And then it got dumped. Yeah, I, just, tried it. I didn't set her up for, for, for failure. I, I, I got the bottle out when I was empty out the cupboard and, and, and it's like, Hey, hey, Sam, smell this. She came over and smelled it. He goes, ugh. I was like, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, poor you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's peanut butter whiskey. She goes, it's dreadful. Everyone's partner's gotten either tried it or had an opportunity to try it? Not yet. S Soon. Said no. Well, not not Brie, but she, she, she will have it shoved in her face uh, the next time that BJ sees her. Uh, and she's going to be like, I, I, no. Sam rejected it on principle. Uh, did Sarah even try it, Link? And then Bridget enjoyed it. So yeah, we need Bree to finish this off or everybody ended up. Yeah. And and so I've talked about on this podcast before, um, you know, when I think BJ gave me whiskey way before we were recording and I just drank it. Um, the peanut butter whiskey, I, it's not happening. Like I've had nights where like I, I run out of like, I have like three drinks, I'm out. And I'm like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm done. <laughs> Not talking with that peanut butter whiskey. It's been untouched. So I, th I think banana bread. Or like uh, bananas foster, maybe? Yeah, like I was trying to think of like a like a pecan pie kind of thing that you could do with it, but I feel like it would just like fuck up a pecan pie. I think banana bread is the only thing that like you can just put whatever you want in there and it'll be fine. All right. What is so the, the other whiskey? whiskey? So the second whiskey is uh, 
Booker's uh, Bourbon. Now this is a small batch. Um, it smells delicious, um, in my, mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, but yeah, it's been aged a bit, a uh, little over six years. Um, it's from Jim Beam um, or mm-hmm. James B. Beam uh, in, in formalized terminology, but it's basically one of their small batches. Um, overproof. Um, it is, I think, pretty darn delicious. It smells absolutely Smell great. Smell smell stein, um, in my opinion. Spencer. Oh, that's good. This is an example of something we started this podcast, I might find it a certain degree overwhelming, but right now that's just delightful. It's strong. I can taste how strong that is, but it is a wonderful rounded kind of full taste, and I'm very happy, Levi, with the choices you've made for us this podcast. No problem, man. Uh, back here a little bit hmm? for me. I like the smell. Uh, it's, I don't know, BJ. Maybe you know Booker's if they add like caramel or something, but it, it just tastes a little sweet. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I was about to say I feel like I'm going to go against the grain and just say like it's fine, but it this is not really this is not a whiskey that I would go back to. Um, it to me it's a, a it's nice, but it's a bit one note and a bit oversweet for me. I don't dislike it. It's not like I would. It's not like peanut butter whiskey, obviously. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe give it a B minus. I quite enjoy this one. It might if I drank it for a long while, the sweetness might get a bit too much. But for right now, this is very pleasant for me. Spencer, didn't you say you could drink more American honey? Yeah, and I did. On your on the Harry Potter podcast, but this you this did. one might get too sweet. I, I with with American Honey, I openly admitted when we first tried that that it would get too sweet, for, and it did after a certain period of time. This one, at least finishing off the glass, <laughs> I'm not there yet. So, and for more specificity, this this batch is called a sip a while. Um, they they tend to have like cutesy names um, for their their whenever they do they do a release um they actually yeah. vary, vary in terms of their 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 strength but yeah right. i i agree that this is a bit sweeter than i would prefer um so i couldn't sip a while on this but it doesn't have a nice little taste to it mm-hmm. i think it would make a good old fashioned yeah yeah really good one yeah great good whiskeys levi thank you All right, Spencer, you had one more? I did have one more, and I wrote this one down as we were talking about it because it actually didn't even occur to me, but it feels on brand. Uh, the spoon I got, I've already burned. <laughs> so Sarah's spoon, um, you've already you've already destroyed it. We don't know this. We don't know this. We're pretty sure. Uh, I was... Can we get a live fact check? I'm going to bring out... I really do want to know. I'll do that right now. Wait, in terms of the burned or that it's Sarah's spoon? Sarah's spoon. Like, I 100% believe you that you burned the shit out of a wooden spoon. This, there, I, I don't need like a, a fact check for this. It's still intact. It's not like burnt up. It's just now blackened in a certain portion of it. How? How is it blackened, or how is it? How did I burn it? So, so how, how did it become blackened? I th- what, what I, I want to believe is after watching a bunch of Succession. 
Spencer decided to try out the physics of of melting a drug in a spoon, and and <laughs> was like, oh, this is like spoon? nearby. Like I'll try it out. Oh, it's not going to work. It's a wooden spoon. Well, it's a little bit burnt, but it's fine. No, that did not happen. Glad we had this conversation. <laughs> uh, I was um, making a nice meal for Bridget, and I had basically all four burners in my stove going, and I was using those to stir. I think it was a, some peas, just because you know the water can move through it just fine. I was having Wait, fun. What? But I was. I had, I had some frozen peas that I was I, I, I put in some water and was warming up in the stove and I was just moving them around a little bit. And then I'd move something else off the burner and I just kind of set the spoon down inside and didn't think about it, not realizing that burner was still on. And I've got an electric stove, so it's not always immediately apparent. And I noticed that there was the smell of burnt wood in a way I wouldn't expect for any of my dishes. And the spoon was on a full strength electric uh, burner and had just started to not, I don't know, I, I, it was not on fire, but it was smoking. Pulling it off, it had very much blackened, even crisped a part of the spoon. Smolder. So my new spoon, which I'm still using, because I, I like it quite a bit, and I appreciate whoever sent it to me, uh, now has a bit of a blackened edge. So a couple of notes. Um, you eat frozen peas? Uh, uh, yeah, he was warming them up in water. I understand. I understand how you how you heat up frozen peas, but I'm just confused by the frozen peas portion. Um, we are, this actually was a conversation we had on. I think I believe it was the Harry Potter podcast. I have never like shelled peas and eaten peas fresh. I have pretty much only ever in my life had either canned or frozen peas. It's a big difference. It is a big difference, but also, what were you just having a side of peas? Okay. I, I, I like to, if I'm making like a, something as a nice sauce, I've got mashed potatoes to put the sauce in. I like to put uh, some peas mixed in with the whole mix that adds an extra nice flavor. I love how you say I make some mashed potatoes to put the sauce in. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, fact check here. Sarah ordered the spoon. I love it. That's really? perfect. Yeah. So what the way she explained it is that she, that was the first order. She was ordering a number of things for the kitchen was the first one and she hadn't caught that i had spencer's email or address <laughs> of the default Fuck off. no she, really what she said oh, motherfucker <laughs> jesus spencer really blue i'm impressed know, but i'm just really shocked i mean among the various options that one never occurred to me um well so sarah also now sends you gifts um this is thing <laughs> so that partners, things. partners do <laughs> okay. uh, Thanks, Sarah, for the spoon. I'm sorry I've already burnt it. I'll let her know. So so you have to tell her that he burnt it warming up frozen peas. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can uh maybe y'all can talk about the spoon on the next Mega Marines. You can you it's kind of the full debrief. <laughs> it is still a perfectly functional spoon. I got it off before anything further damage had occurred. It just has a bit of a different uh, color character than it once did. All right. Those are my four on-brand stories. Uh, never intended to tell all four, but I uh, hope you guys enjoyed them. We did indeed. All right, guys. Well, we are running up against our agreed-upon time. Anything else anybody wants to discuss before we wrap up? So um, I did actually want to propose a, a possibly continuing segment 
um, and hopefully it won't take too much time, um, which is uh, we have a game that we've talked about uh, previously on this podcast called Things Josh, Josh Likes. And we kind of actually did it a little bit with uh, between me and Levi and, and reference to Spencer, where we were just talking about Spencer and Spencer was just sort of there. And so I figured it would be a funny thing to have a segment where we have a um, things about some the the four of us that the uh, three other people talk about um, in terms of like what they think would, would be the case. Um, so uh, I think the example that I thought would be fun to go with um, I actually had two, but one would be like, what are the two most disparate songs on on this person's Pandora or like their their music station choice? Um, but but the one that I actually wanted to go with was there was a um, Reddit post of um, what is in like your summoning circle. So so if we were summoning uh, Spencer as a demon, what are the five things that would be in his pentagram to make him appear? Okay, wait a second. I don't know about I don't like worship the devil and shit. So I don't know what this is. So what do you how do you so, do this? Like, what's what's so, so, so the joke is like you would have things that like represent Spencer. Oh, okay, all right. In, in like objects, and you would place them like at the points of the pentagram, and then you know once you had all of those there, he would he would appear in a puff of smoke. And okay, so, like, I think it'd be funny for like you know the the three other people to say like what objects you know what are a couple of objects that they would put in that like represent. Um, Am I the subject this week, and we'll try somebody else next week? Well, I sort of figured like we could just do a quick round robin, but we could do the Pandora thing if it's a little bit uh, faster. But basically, I like the, I like the devil worship one. <laughs> okay, that one has some legs, I think. <laughs> Such a simple country man. I, 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 I like the devil. I heard devil knows his thing. All right. Um... Okay, so Spencer, obviously number one is white crew socks. Yep. <laughs> Fair, yeah. Uh, by you guys, I got to say there. So, so I feel like white crew socks that aren't brand new, that are of course broken in to a point where they're no longer quite white. Right, where half the pack has been left at your various houses over the course of the last yeah. couple of years. Um. So, so I was thinking, um, a, an out of date almanac. Yeah. An almanac from like you know the late eighties. Got two of those in my house. Fair point. Lee, um, I've, off the top of my head, I have a Costco membership card. I got two of those in my wallet. Two different. Okay, ones. So, so I, I want to caveat this with a an expired Costco membership card that is still in the wallet. That one's not the case because we've kept our, our membership card. This isn't Spencer. This isn't the point. It doesn't need to be real. I got another one. Okay. Three years worth of receipts. Well, that's just big, big data. Too on point, but I like it. Um, I think the the last thing would be. Um, an oversized. Uh, box of, of of cat food dog food currently but sure yeah accurate you know it basically you know he's an old cat lady and and so while he may not currently have a cat 
How about Old Spice Cologne? I like Actual it. bottle, like the glass bottle. Yeah, the glass bottle, it. you know, with the spray that, you know, the, the... <laughs> nice. What's, what is not going in it? That's a, that can also be a fun angle. Oh, we're off the, off the, off the dome comb, not going in there. <laughs> no cufflinks. <laughs> Spencer does not own cufflinks. No cufflinks. No Rolex. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to address these points. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. There's, there's no rebuttal. Right, there, there's else? only opening arguments. It doesn't go in there for Spencer. Um, <laughs> some like modern technology. I, I want to say like wireless earbuds, like the the truly wireless Apple Pods. There we go. Oh yeah, that would flummox him. <laughs> that would not uh, be good. So. Right. That one. So so um so how would you summon Levi? Oof. So so I'm thinking um a long sleeve plaid shirt. A backwards ball cap. Uh flat brim. Fresh shoes. Um so I I don't think it's any more the case, but I would have said like DC skater shoes like ten years ago. Well, Terry, I already covered this. Fresh shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Something crisp. A burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, that, that's an overlap between uh, Spencer and, and Levi. I like some stuff um, burritos. I would say something related be, to the Mavericks, but have you fully converted now? So, so I would say like a, a wired pair of headphones like a, a nice like full on like over ear um but wired not not wireless interesting interesting like a first generation like bertrand russell book <laughs> i would love a first generation bertrand russell book <laughs> god that'd be fantastic good call I don't know. I think that's about. I think we. I think we covered it. Levi's a little harder. Yeah, he's not, not as much a caricature as. as... He, he's he's a little reclusive, um, and like a, like a voucher for a timeshare and cabin in the woods. <laughs> are, you, are you summoning me, or are you creating a snare? I don't know. <laughs> Effectively, that's what the summon is. <laughs> Shall we keep going? BJ or yeah. Lee? Which next? <laughs> Volunteers Tribune. Um, Terry? Oh, it's, it, it's going to be artisanal jam. Um, <laughs> which flavor of artisanal jam? Uh, hot pepper jelly. Oh, good call. Um... Maybe fig though. Like you can fuck with some figs. A piece of of, of original either Game of Thrones or Star Wars memorabilia. I like it. Um, uh, a personalized whiskey glass. Um, a pair of Jordans. I was gonna say a, good, a pair of, of 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 pristine, like unworn. Oh yeah, like 
legit Jordans. I mean, like basically, uh, like still in the box. Like if they could be yeah. shrink wrapped, would be shrink wrapped. And I don't even know, Terry. Um, what's your favorite Jordan version? Oh yeah, we we had this discussion. So <clears throat> it's actually the ones, but I know that's a, a fucking hokey answer. Mm-hmm. So uh, I also like the twelves. Um, all right, what else? Um, a uh, a ten years out of date, like a Hillary two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Signed copy of one of the Bill Clinton books. That's A series of removed bumper stickers of transitioning between different campaigns over time. In, in the same primary election cycle. <laughs> like, like all stacked together. The unit, so, so like they're, they're covering up one another. Yeah. So each one's still kind of visible in case it needs to be, re, you know, the top one needs to be removed and returned to the prior one, but all still there. Covers Warren, covers Beto. <laughs> I feel like you, you, we need to buy you a um, a bumper sticker that's like I support, and then like an LED screen that you can change, like from day to day. <laughs> um, maybe a, a a sort of bound copy of the federal like acquisition or procurement regulations. <laughs> there. You got my copy of the FAR. All right, BJ. Okay, go for it. A tiny statuette of either Morden Solus or Noble Six with the quote visibly coming off the top of the statuette. Chopsticks. Absolutely chopsticks. A series of whiskey notes found in your car. (laughs) (laughs) One of those industrial 50-pound bags of rice. Or or a 20-gallon jug of kimchi. Um, Good. Feel personally attacked. I have both of those things in my kitchen. I, I was thinking, no. It's only twenty pounds, though. The rice. Twenty. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my my, my caricature of BJ is just like grumpy. Really likes food. Asian wannabe. Go to the gym a lot. <laughs> the way I paint him. So gym membership, maybe we can do that. Do you wear, wear a belt when you squat or dead? Okay. How about a fucking a, a mouse that's high on cocaine or <laughs> with the electrodes actively in place? Split a splayed mouse. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. A scheduler, like a planner. <laughs> Paper planner. <laughs> it's a good segment, BJ. I like this. We should do it again and, and, and have a little bit more thought to it. Yeah. So, I like to do it about how, too. So so I was going to bring up, but so I think it'd be fun. I, I think my idea would be like a rotating kind of like this kind of thing, but like with rotating topics. So um the the disparate things on the pendar was another one that i came up with but but i think we should all think about other ones 
Um, but I, I'm going to post something in um, the the chat right now. Um, but but yeah, how it would be a fun one to do it. Um, I just want to let you know that Howu did write an opinion piece. Um, on what topic? Is Wait. it on traffic or traffic patterns or roads? Adeline? Where was this released? Um, it was released on uh, Greenville Online. Um, and it is entitled, Opinion Why Veteran Supports Key Conservation Fund. Howu oh Opinion God. Column, published like two days ago. And and I'm so Tulsi Gabbard with the fucking veteran thing. How do you know so, about so this? I so, I desperately... so one question, BJ. Before you before you go on, yeah. Um, can you tell us the the story of how you kind of crossed this? Did Howu post this, or do you have like a Google News alert for Howu on the off chance that he gets involved in some dirt? <laughs> that that would be great. No, um, I I was um, I I wake up quite a bit earlier than these podcasts usually occur. And so I had prepared my um, opulent breakfast and uh, coffee and, and was going through that. And I still had some time to heal. So I was uh, to hear around on, on Facebook and Reddit. And I saw that how Wu had posted something, which I actually um, found kind of entertaining, which kind of confused me why he posted it. But it was a meme about like, um, a couple of, of lizards sort of looking quizzically at the camera and it was uh, you explaining your, your research to, to your parents, um, which I thought was kind of entertaining and kind of confused me why how we posted it. But the one comment on it was, I really liked your piece in the Greenville News. And I knew 100% that I had to find out gotcha. what, what this was. Um, so, so I I went searching on the internet to find <laughs> what Howu's piece in the Greenville News was because I couldn't let sleeping dogs lie at that point. This has to go to Doug immediately. I'm sending it to him. Perfect. He's gonna be fired up because anytime people like uh, do the like, I like I here's the veteran voice of X Y Z. It really annoys the shit out of him. Um, I mean, I I do kind of want to comment on it. You know, thank you for your service. You should. You guys see the, the uh, description of how we were at the bottom of it? Mm -hmm. No, I did not. Oh, I, my I, God, I, yes. I, it's great. How we served with the U.S. Army in Iraq and Afghanistan after leaving the military. How relocated to Greenville and has become a startup entrepreneur, actively involved Ugh. with other military veterans and advocating on veterans' issues and solving them through public-private collaboration initiatives. So Ugh. the question is, do you get to write your own... Yeah, yeah, totally. hundred percent he does because otherwise, um, I, I think a, you know, a previous candidate for local city government or, or, or something would have to be in there. Okay. So I'm going to pull a Levi here and I'm going to need how to list out the veteran issues that he solved mm -hmm. public private collaborative initiatives. I need a list. <laughs> um, it does not look like you can comment on this. Um... Man, I wish we could. Please tell me how it's coming to New Year's. You it, might be able it, to It's not the it. same without it's it. Coming. You can comment. Oh, yes. oh, oh shit, yes. you can comment. I am so excited. Let's have do this. Have there been prior comments? No, zero, zero comments. So 100% right, now. Let's blow this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we could do that off podcast, I think. Yeah. All right, sure. Should we call so hopefully, this is a recurring segment of um, 
things how Wu has written for the news. Um, I was a little disappointed that I couldn't click on his name and have like anything he's previously authored, but hopefully in the future that will be available. Okay, well, I think we have we've done it here, fellas. I think we have uh, mull over this, but over under number of of letters to the editors that was written in his adult life, uh, two point five. Over strong over, over. Okay, I'd set the line at four and a half. Uh, I would do under. I think this might be his second, or, or that was published. I mean, like letters, like letters to the editor that 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 have been been sent. Like he he read a wait, story. Sent or published? Sent is what we're going with. Oh oh, way over. Not <laughs> 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 editorials, but yes, um, perfect. This is amazing. But Lee, you said how he's coming to New Year's. He is coming to New Year's. Um, to Sam, he's always a delight. He, he, <laughs> interesting so he said how much is it and i was like yeah don't worry about it it's cool you know because like most people like let's say i've edited that to, to levi levi'd say yeah i got it bro that's really nice but not nah, tell me how much it is you know what hal said thank you cool <laughs> i shall be bringing no money he won't be bringing a gps either <laughs> he'll, he'll he'll get some um good free food there too y'all remember uh, last thing we'll do but uh, y'all remember when I had the the fundraiser for how. Mm -hmm. Y'all remember how he actually got to my house? No. So yeah. his phone died on the way on the on the trip, and he didn't have a car charger. And so Sarah just saw him wandering around the local grocery store, and that's how he got to my house. Was that for the fundraiser? I thought so. Yeah. No, because the. Maybe we're, we're confusing multiple events because I was the one that found him for for some event because I went to a gas station. Yeah, well, it might have been you. I mean, I was buying the like, story. Like, this yeah, is yeah. A, I was the, buying red. The fact remains that Hal got lost and had to be found randomly in a grocery store because he he didn't have a phone charger. Yeah, I was like, I pulled into like a gas station and was getting getting some Red Bull, um, and I, I went and grabbed some like, energy drinks because uh, we we're going to be staying up, and I, I knew I needed need, I needed a. Uh, some, some extra power to stay up past 8.30. Um, and how Wu comes right up, he's like, hey, Levi, how's it going? I'm like, oh, that's great. Great to see you. Are you, are you coming? And he goes, yeah, yeah, actually, can I follow you? I don't know how to get there. <laughs> that's, okay, um, that's the story. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't know how to get there? Um, it's, didn't someone text you or isn't there an email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't have a car charger. And I was like, okay. Um, we can get you one here. I, I, I can take you, but we should probably get you a charger car charger and he's like no no, no it's the iphone 5 um they don't have them here <laughs> it's like he's had this old ass iphone uh no chart car charger and it's just wandering around you know semi-rural uh, north carolina at a gas station hoping to find someone that he knows um fucking mess he, he lives a great life i wish i could be him anything else you want to cover we're good we're good, we're good. shag charm life been a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody. This is Whiskey on the Weekend, recorded November 24th. Peace.